0: In a world where busyness is worn like a badge of honor, it's almost impossible to imagine breaking free from the shackles of success. Working long hours, skipping meals, missing or being late to important life events, constantly playing catch up, exhausted to the bones. This has been normalized, especially in the medical and healthcare arena. Practice owners are fleeing to corporate practices or leaving medicine altogether in hopes of recapturing their time and energy. But you are here for a reason, and you've been searching for answers. Welcome to Thriving Practice. I'm your host, Tracy Cherpesky. I'm an executive coaching consultant and time leadership expert. I'm mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. I am on a mission to help practice owners take back at least one day per week for the rest of their careers so they can focus on healing their patients and falling back in love with their practice. Together, we learn, connect with like-minded practice owners and medical business experts, and expand your connection to an international community of peers. In each episode, we discuss the business of medicine and healthcare, how to avoid the pitfalls of success, and how to improve the bottom line, paving the way to exquisite fulfillment in your career and life. Join us each week to learn how you can grow your practice while focusing on what you love most you'll want to take notes. So let's go. Welcome back listeners, friends, and colleagues. We are coming back from an unplanned but necessary hiatus. Um, My family has been navigating a pretty major crisis. And so I made the decision to allow the podcast to coast for a few weeks so I could use my focus, time, and energy to support my family. I share this with you because we've been conditioned to hustle and power through, and I do think there is a time and place for that. I'm also a big fan of learning when it's appropriate to hustle and when to glide, and I'm acutely aware of the danger of not taking care of ourselves and paying attention to the cues our bodies, minds, and emotional regulation systems give us. So... When we continually push through and ignore fatigue, brain fog, or general need for rest, we put ourselves at risk for burnout and the serious medical conditions that can arise from it. So, in the spirit of this episode, which is a replay from season one way back two years and a few months ago, I'd like to share with you that in order to avoid burnout myself, I scaled life and work way back for a few weeks. And I'm so glad I did. I'm back with renewed and still somewhat limited mental and emotional bandwidth, and also a strong commitment to staying focused on what's most important for both my business and my family, which means I'm taking my own advice. Slow down, take great care, be gentle, create, and hold space for all that is. Our family situation is stabilizing, and we're finding a renewed sense of hope and direction. So of course, this helps clear more brain space for doing the work that I love, which includes recording and producing this podcast for you. Today's episode is really focused on fear and burnout and how they're intertwined, and I share with you the 12 stages of burnout, how to identify where you are in those stages and how to shore up your support system, both externally, meaning the people in your life and and systems and internally, meaning your own self-care. Also, I want to share with you that in a few weeks, we are hosting a roundtable discussion on conquering burnout. It's called Conquering Burnout, a Recipe for Success. We have three incredible guest experts joining us. Dr. Andrew Orr, a women's health and fertility specialist. Justin Maxwell, a tax and wealth specialist who supports practice owners. And Dr. Yishai Barkadari, a clinical psychologist who works with driven professionals. All three of these incredible humans have been guests on the podcast, by the way. We will be talking about how to recognize burnout, how to avoid it, and how to recover from it. Each of our guests brings their unique perspective and expertise, and we would love for you to join us. So in this roundtable, we are going to specifically address the following tips for effective time leadership, and we'll share what that means as opposed to time management, How to tap into your personal superpowers to optimize your energy and the unique issues provider owners face when building and scaling their practice. So make sure to save your seat for Friday, April 21st at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Yes, Eastern US time, 7 a.m. It's early. We're crossing many time zones for our attendees and our expert guests, but I promise it'll be worth it. So set your alarm. Stay up late. It's a Friday. Stay up late, get up early you recover. We promise it'll be worth it. So to register and save your seat, and we are limiting spaces, go to tracycherpesky.com forward slash events and click the button to register. Now, this topic is near and dear to my heart because many of my clients come to me on the verge of burnout or fully in the throes of trying to figure out how to come back from it, and I love to support them in reconnecting to their purpose, finding and plugging energy, time, and money leaks in their practices, all while moving toward their desire to live an exquisitely fulfilled life. It's a lot. So I am thrilled to share this space with our three amazing experts who will bring so much wisdom and actionable tips. This episode of the podcast will wet your whistle and give you a bit of a preview and some of what we'll be learning in the roundtable. But you'll also want to be there for the live call so you can ask questions and learn in real time and connect with an international community of peers and like-minded professionals. So go sign up, save your seat at tracycherpesky.com forward slash events. I look forward to seeing you there. And remember, the link is in the show notes. So you should just be able to click on it. Let's dive in. So now let's get to the nitty gritty. Today, I want to talk to you about two very interconnected topics, fear and burnout. You've probably heard one of these acronyms for fear. You've probably heard several acronyms for fear. And I'm only really going to refer to one, which is false evidence appearing real. I appreciate that. And I want to be very clear. It's not like fear actually ever goes away. So if we resist it and try to call it a liar, tell it to piss off, pretend like it's not there or whatever your coping mechanism is, it's just going to persist. If you've not heard the phrase, what you resist persists, Start to get acquainted with it because as an entrepreneur or purpose-driven individual, you will be up against your fears, self-doubt, other gremlins, a lot. So best to learn how to tackle this issue now. I want to talk about the type of actions we take or don't take when we're afraid and lacking self-confidence. I'm going to connect this to the risks of burnout. Now, it may be a stretch or it could just be a cautionary tale. I'm generally not one to play in the land of negativity, but there's some stuff that we need to talk about, my fellow entrepreneurs. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in. Get ready for some wisdom and set yourself up for success and contentment. Because really, why do any of this if it's sucking the life out of us? We'll talk briefly about fear, fear of failure, looking like an idiot, making mistakes exposure, doing things we don't know how to do, ridicule, losing friends, family, relationships, money, you name it. We all have fears, but what about this one? Fear of actual success. Oh, suddenly the prospect of achieving everything we say we want to achieve presents us with an interesting phenomenon, another da-da-da, dun, 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 increased responsibility. What, you know, what are you talking about? But it happens. We all at some point come up against the, the HS moment, right? The holy, you know what moment. Added responsibility of success, can also seem daunting if you let it fear of hiring, developing and supporting a team and then feeling responsible for them and their families. This is a real thing. I hear this from my clients. Sometimes the fear of people suddenly coming to you with their handout when you're making great money, the fear of your business taking over your whole life. I've heard this one a lot, a lot, a lot. When things start to pick up, when the business starts to grow, there's this kind of in between time sometimes where people really start feeling the pull and haven't maybe gotten in front of the need to outsource or bring in teammates or whatever. So You know, is my business going to swallow me whole? You name it, I've probably heard it from my clients in over 10 years of coaching and consulting successful business owners. The things that we worry about can be vast and may seem illogical or even ridiculous, but fear is fear. And we need to learn how to handle it so we can move forward. I'll tell you, I'll be self-disclosing. So you'll hear how much I deal with and you'll hear how I've managed and what I do with my clients and how we get around this stuff and work through it. So you might be wondering how I'm connecting fear with burnout. And to be really honest, when this idea first came to me, when I started kind of playing around with it, I questioned my own logic in making this connection, (laughs) but I've got it now. So if you're ready, we can dive in. Let's talk about burnout. Um, Burnout was recently classified by the World Health Organization as follows. Burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It's characterized by three dimensions. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Two, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job. And three, reduced professional efficacy. Burnout refers specifically to phenomena in the occupational context and should not be applied to describe experiences in other areas of life. I'm going to go through a progression of burnout so that we all understand the potential dangers of not taking care of our well-being. I promise that I will bring positivity and actionable steps forward. However, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs burn out over the years, and I want to metaphorically grab you by the shoulders and give you a little shake so you can avoid this no matter what it takes. So let's explore the 12-stage model of the progression of burnout, according to psychologists Herbert Freudenberger and Gail North. By the way, the link to the WHO source that I just read to you and this article that I'm sharing with you right now are in the show notes if you'd like to take a deeper dive. So just know that it's there. I strongly encourage you to go and read these full articles. It's, uh, it's eye-opening. So stage one of burnout Cool. Compulsion to prove oneself demonstrating worth obsessively. I can relate to that. I can really relate to this one, especially in the first several years that I started my business. You know, I had a lot of, I had a lot of self-worth issues. You know, I thought, gosh, you know, who am I to be an executive coach when I was never in the C-suite who am I if I only had X number of years of experience in the corporate world to be advising people on how to be great leaders? Uh, You name it, i question myself. I'm new at this, I'm a new coach. What do I know? So what I really did was I worked my ass off for like accolades and trying to prove myself. And I tried so hard. I think I actually pushed a lot of people away in those first few years. We wanna recognize this, right? That this compulsion to prove ourselves is really related to fear and lack of self-confidence. And I will just tell you, the more you do your thing, the better you're going to get at it, the easier it's going to become for you and the better you'll feel confidence wise. Um, But we really want to stop this fear and lack of self-confidence and this overworking to prove ourselves. We want to stop it in its tracks. Stage two, working hard with an inability to switch off. Okay, guys, listen up. Friends, this relates to a lack of boundaries, lack of clear goals a lack of commitment to our values and a scarcity or lack mentality. So a question that I like to ask myself and I ask my clients all the time is the awe question, A-W-E, and it's, and what else? So let's look at a couple of things. One is your goals. What are your goals? why do you do? Why did you start your business? And answer that question. And what else? And what else? And what else? And what else? And ask until you run out of answers. Do the same when you look at what your values are. What are my values? Why did I start my business in the first place? What were the reasons that I decided to do this thing on my own? For me, when I started my business, it was because people kept asking me to coach them. (laughs) So I I sort of said, okay, I'll give it a try. But the other was, you know, I was a single mom and I needed to make a living and I wanted to be able to work mostly from home and be with my kids and have that freedom and be able to have a say over how much money I was going to make and how many hours I was going to work and what days I would work and all of that. So I really started for my family and to create a life and build the business around my life rather than building my life around a business or a job that could be your, I don't know what your why is, right? But come back to your why and your values and keep asking and what else and what else and what else, and then check in with yourself. Are you honoring your values? Are you honoring your clear goals? Do you have your clear vision? Are you clear? Keep asking until you get really clear. It'll be so much easier to come back to center and to keep yourself from slipping further into the stages of burnout. So that brings us to stage three, neglecting basic needs, lack of sleep, lack of healthy eating, lack of social interactions. So we may think it's cute to think and say things like I'll sleep when I'm dead or to wear our busyness as a badge of honor or simply neglecting our needs due to our own, again, fear of failure. of not looking good, not being good enough, not getting enough done, worrying that stuff will be you know left over, that we'll end up on the streets or whatever. Um, It can come back again to our, our lack or scarcity mentality. We obviously know on paper that this isn't healthy, but we have got to reset our mind and body every single day. This means that you have got to put yourself as your highest priority and always ask, and this is a hard one. I used to say that this is really hard for women, but the more men I ask this question of, the more I realized that I was seeing things through just uh, my own lens. Am I willing, listen to my wording here, am I willing to be selfish enough to take excellent care of myself? I use the word selfish to poke a little bit at that, right? Because we're all concerned about, well, most of us who care are concerned about being selfish or thinking too much about ourselves or blah, 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 blah. But really there's a huge difference between being willing to put energy into our own well being being willing to be, air quotes here, selfish enough to take excellent care of ourselves and being a self-absorbed jerk, right? So we got to know that you cannot give from an empty tank. We have to take care of ourselves. The fourth stage of burnout is displacement of conflicts, meaning you're starting to dismiss problems. And I'm going to come back to the thing I said earlier, what we resist persists and it can be insidious. So here's my rule. Plug your ears or turn the volume down. If young ears are close by, here it is rule number one. It's the only one, by the way, take care of shit, clear the decks. Why do I say this? You know, a lot of us, Especially purpose-driven individuals, maybe have some people pleasing, some lingering people pleasing and perfectionistic tendencies. And so we want to pretend like everything's okay. And we, we don't take care of things, but can become like a thorn in your side or a cancer in your business. It can become a, a real problem. So take care of your shit. If there's somebody that you need to have a conversation with and give honest feedback to, if there's someone you need to fire, if there's somebody who you need to ask to help you, if there's somebody you need to you know tell that they're not doing a great job and explain what you need from them and you know, clear it up and and fix it, but take care of it. Clear the decks, take care of your stuff. Lest you sink further into uh, burnout and land at stage five, which is a revision of values. Values become skewed, friends and family are dismissed hobbies become irrelevant. I call this, you know, rationalizing, bringing on or inviting shame. You still are hanging out in the realm of fear and scarcity. So this is where I'm going to take you back to what I said at number two, right? Come back to your values, come back to your vision, go back to the beginning every single day, maybe even multiple times a day, ground yourself in your why ground yourself in your vision. It will help you move forward and stay very clear about why you started your business in the first place. And, you know, hopefully you will not have come all the way to stage five, but if you have, perhaps that can help pull you back. Okay. Next stage, stage six, denial of emerging problems, developing an intolerance or perceiving collaborators as stupid. Cynicism, aggression, problems viewed as caused by work—call this blame, externalizing, a loss of perspective—becomes like victim, victim mentality, or thinking things are happening to us rather than happening for us. And not to be too Pollyanna, silver linings chick, because I think that that's you know not necessarily very helpful. But if you start noticing, you know that something happens and it's not great, you can pause. Hey, we all do this. I do this. Pause, and I go, hmm. <laughs> usually I don't just say, hmm. usually I say oh, shit, but okay. So it happened. This thing happened. It is what it is. What does that mean? It means it happened. Um, so what It's meant to be a question. So what about it? How's it impacting me? How's it impacting my business? How's it impacting others? And then now what? that helps us process the stuff that comes up but if we start you know denying that things are going wrong or or we start blaming other people we miss our opportunity to implement what i call constant course correction right to pivot slightly or to just make a course correction and move forward but if we've gotten to this stage stage 6 we're in real danger of entering full blown burnout so the next stage is stage Seven, withdrawal. Um, This is a withdrawal from your social life. It becomes small or non-existent. What we do know, if we understand Maslow's hierarchy of needs, that social interaction, even for the most introverted, is as vital as food and shelter. And if we pull away from those things, our very survival is at risk. If you or someone in your life is entering a stage of burnout. And by the way, I, you know, this podcast is for entrepreneurs, but this could be for anybody experiencing overworking or you, know, you notice that they're kind of becoming a little despondent or, or checking out um, due to anything. Could be their work, could be an organization they're involved with. You know, we want to keep an eye out for these people. So recognize that we need people. And if we start to withdraw, we're at real risk for sliding into the last eight through 12 of the burnout stage, which I won't spend a lot of time on. I'll just read them to you. This, to me, this lands more in the, in the realm of mental Mental health professional. But number eight, stage eight is odd behavioral changes. Changes in behavior become obvious to friends and family. They start to recognize that you're not doing well. Uh, stage nine, depersonalization, seeing neither the self nor others as valuable. This to me looks like and sounds like depression. Okay. Stage 10, inner emptiness, feeling empty inside. Stage 11, depression, feeling lost, exhausted, and that the future feels bleak and dark. And then stage 12, which would become the diagnosis of burnout syndrome, which includes a mental and physical collapse where medical attention is required. So let me run through these 12 stages just briefly. Again, the link to the WHO article and this one that goes through all 12 stages of burnout, those links are in the show notes. But stage one, compulsion to prove oneself, demonstrating one's worth obsessively, right? Stage two, working hard with an inability to switch off, Stage three, neglecting basic needs, lack of sleep, lack of healthy eating, lack of social interaction. Remember this busyness is not a badge of honor. It's a very slippery slope. Stage four, displacement of conflicts, dismissing problems, pushing it away. What we resist persists. Stage five, revision of values. Values are skewed. Friends and family are dismissed. Hobbies become irrelevant. This is where, remember I said, go back to the beginning, go back to your why, reground yourself in your vision and in your values. Stage six, denial of emerging problems, intolerance, perceiving collaborators as stupid, cynicism, aggression, problems are viewed as caused by work. We start to externalize. We start to blame. We start to miss our opportunities to make some course corrections, may even be sliding into stage seven, which is withdrawal social life becomes smaller, non-existent. We're starting to miss out on our basic needs, right? Our basic needs are social connection and belonging, which can lead to stage eight, odd behavioral changes, changes in behavior become obvious to friends and family. Stage nine, depersonalization, seeing neither the self nor others as valuable. Stage 10, inner emptiness, feeling empty on the inside. Stage 11, depression, feeling lost, exhausted, future feels bleak and dark. And stage 12, burnout, syndrome, which includes mental and physical collapse and medical attention is required. Why am I sharing this with you really see. The, the risks for entrepreneurs to fall into the burnout trap or to fall into depression and anxiety. Maybe we already had some of that coming into building our businesses and we created our businesses to support us and to work around some of that. And now it's creeping up on us again. I don't know. I, I, what I do know is that those of us who start our businesses because we're purpose driven individuals care so much. And we can often trick ourselves into, you know, busting our humps for no perceived gain except other than making excuses and saying that we're doing it because we think it ought to be done. And really it comes back to our fears of not being good enough, not giving enough, whatever it might be. So if we can recognize the risk that we have now, we can come back to center, and we can say to ourselves, self, I am really not keen to experience burnout, and I would like to stay intact, physically, mentally, emotionally. So I, I want to connect this, right, the, this fear and burnout and lack of self-confidence, because you now I'm not a mental health professional. So if this is a serious condition for you, if you struggle with with depression or you think that you may have gone into full burnout syndrome, this is a time to get medical attention. This is a time to speak with a mental health professional to speak with your primary care physician, whoever you can get to fastest right to get some help. But if it's just kind of generalized, you recognize that you're at risk or that you might potentially move in this direction, we can put some simple mindset practices into place to avoid burnout and build ourselves up as much as we can. Again, I want to just say this is not replacing the support of a mental health professional. If you are experiencing depression or anything in these stages, and you're not sure how you can bring yourself back, or if you can bring yourself back, on your own, please get some help. You know, I also want to share with you an upcoming episode. I interviewed Bree Gunn. She shared her story of depression, anxiety, and ADHD, which has some unique challenges as it is, and what she needed to do after the pandemic hit and she went into quarantine. Like that was a big thing for her. And she shared so openly how she got help. And I believe that there's such a stigma around mental health in this country and around in the US here, around the world. It's like, we think that there's something wrong with people, but we think nothing of, say, someone, we don't blame anybody for having a heart condition. Uh, we don't blame anybody for getting a sinus infection. We say, wow, that's been going on for a while. You should see your doctor, right? So if you are recognizing that you're in one of these stages, I want to invite you to look into talking with a, a therapist or a mentor or a trusted advisor, preferably someone who's a professional in the arena of mental health, um, who can support you. That's really, really important to me. Uh, I've many times over the years suggested to clients that they work with a therapist in tandem and sometimes taking a break from working with me to go take care of something that came up for them. It's important. I've worked with a therapist, you know, many times and off and on over the years, and it's supported me getting through some of my fears and getting over some of my hangups and the things that were holding me back. So lots of self-disclosure happening here. I want you to hear how important it is to take care of yourself and you have to be number one. It's, we, you know, we're conditioned, we're conditioned sort of to think that we're number one. And then we're sort of beaten upside the head when we take care of ourselves and treat ourselves like number One. So just remember, you cannot give from an empty cup. We've got to fill up our own cups and take care of ourselves. My goal and my intention for everyone with whom I interact as a client or someone who's going to be listening to this podcast, I want you to shine and share your genius with the world. And in order to do this, listen carefully, you have got to be willing to prioritize your well being. Ha, listen, listen, listen. Even ahead of your revenues and profits, I'm going to repeat it. I want you to shine and share your genius with the world. And in order to do that, You have got to be willing to prioritize your well-being even ahead of your revenues and profits. Please don't make me say it a third time. So, what are some things we can do to prioritize our well-being? Number one, if you're experiencing any of the stages of burnout that I mentioned, talk with a mental health professional, talk with a coach, talk with a mentor, talk with your physician. If you don't know who to get in touch with, call your doctor. If you have a pastor or a trusted advisor, talk to them. Whatever, whoever you trust, who you know will not just pat you on the head, right? Somebody who's going to really listen, preferably somebody. Who has a good understanding of the mental health field next consider building your village some people call it a tribe i don't really like that word who's on your team who's in your village Surround yourself with like-minded people. Surround yourself with people who understand you. Surround yourself with people who have achieved the level of success that you seek, right? Surround yourself with other entrepreneurs. Don't distance yourself from everyone else, but get a few entrepreneurs on your team because we get each other. We're wired up differently, right? So we, we get each other. So bring, bring some people into the fold. You know, something else is time management, priorities, clarity, vision. What the hell? What does that even mean, right? So think of it this way. Be willing to outsource the things that drain your energy. If you don't have the cash flow yet, think about bartering or think about blocking your time so that you set aside a certain amount of time. So, for me, I outsource a good portion of my admin, but the admin that I don't outsource, I put it on my calendar as something that I do at a particular time during the day and I get it done because otherwise it drains my energy. So, I do it when I can pay attention to detail, but not let it drain me completely, right? So, time management, figuring out what your priorities are, come back to the beginning. What's your vision? Get really clear. Remember the awe question. And what else? exhaust all the answers to that. And you'll get to that place. When you're really clear about what you want and why you want it, it becomes really simple. I don't want to say easy. It becomes very simple um, and becomes very clear what deserves first priority. You know, I, I want to share, I have a handful of people on, we don't do speed dial anymore, but we still reference that, right? I have a handful of people that I know that I can reach out to at any time of day or night, and they would stop what they're doing to talk to me and vice versa. Um, I have wonderful support at home. I have a wonderful and supportive husband and he loves me. And and he thinks, you know, great things about me. He's also not an entrepreneur. So while I can talk to him about things, sometimes it's helpful for me to talk to an entrepreneur, a fellow entrepreneur who gets it, who understands the 3 a.m. sweats. So, you know, make sure that you've got a good support system. I'm going to come back to therapy, therapy, coaching, leadership, courses, development, personal development, ongoing support, blah, 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 blah. I want to come back to therapy. Most of us have stuff. doesn't matter. You can be a really healthy and well-balanced person, but if you notice that you can never get past a certain point or you, you get to a certain place and then all these fears come up and you have a trouble getting past that, this is a great place to bring in some therapy you can do, especially if you have insurance, you can do, you know, like a 12 week goal oriented cognitive behavioral therapy work. You might be surprised what you find out and you will likely be pleasantly surprised by how much more you can accomplish when you work through some of your stuff. You might also, you know, find things that you didn't notice, right? Cause we don't know what we don't know. Remember to bring in People in your life, you know, give to them, but also be willing to receive. That's something that I find to be a common thread among entrepreneurs as well. Myself included. I'm sitting here putting my hands like right on my chest, like me too. I do this. I need to be reminded sometimes to be willing to receive. I give, give, give to a lot of people. And then it's like taking when we're not willing to receive, which I think is interesting. People want to give. People want to help. They want to support. So please don't see reaching out for help or support as weakness or as, you know, some kind of fault or there's, you know, whatever. Knock that stuff off and surround yourself with people who care, who are willing to support you, who give a shit about you and are willing to be honest with you. And also, you know, bring good professionals into the mix where needed and where necessary and sometimes before you think you need it right? Um, It's okay to be among the worried well in therapy in this world. I think it's really important, especially given just the last few years of added stress. And now we have this pandemic and, you know, it might be impacting us more than we realize. So it's always good to go get like a tune-up, just like you would take your car in for some service. So I just want to reiterate why I decided to do this episode. I'm seeing a huge surge of entrepreneurship. If I've got it right with my finger on the pulse, entrepreneurship is going to continue to soar. We're going to see a lot of women, especially building businesses. And this is amazing and wonderful and exciting. And there's a lot of things that could become difficult, challenging, maybe even unhealthy for us. So I want to just share with you, we all experience fear. It doesn't really go away, but when we get really clear about what we want and why we want it, and maybe even name our fears and write them out so we can see them, we can help ourselves avoid potential burnout by doing things out of fear or out of our lack of, of self-confidence. Um, I also want to reiterate that just the importance of, if I haven't made it clear yet, you know, bringing a therapist or a trusted coach or, or mentor or advisor, pastor, clergy whatever into the mix as someone that you can speak with and confide in, who you know you can trust but also has your best interests at heart. Bring your people in, give to your friends and family and your community. also allow them to give to you. and this is what I wanted to share with you today to avoid burnout and to take excellent care of yourself. I'd like to reiterate that we're here for you. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes for additional learning and support and remember if you're struggling with burnout or you want to avoid it, be sure to join us for upcoming roundtable discussion on conquering burnout. Reserve your seat at tracytrapesky.com forward slash events and click on the button to register. We'll see you there. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Thriving Practice. I appreciate you coming here week after week, dear listener, to listen and learn how to elevate your leadership, grow your practice, and to think and act like the high impact CEO provider that you're meant to be. I have one request of you. If you've benefited from this show, go to Apple podcasts and leave us a five-star review with your thoughts on the show, your feedback and review help us get in front of other amazing practice owners, just like you. Thank you again for listening. And until next time.